1290, streaming live at newspress.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Money Talk. I'm Neil Kreisel and Diane Duver and I are your hosts every week right here on AM 1290, repeated at 11 and on Saturdays at 6. We're brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending, whose highly trained and experienced team takes great pride in helping people with home financing, offering competitive rates and a wide array of loan programs. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people in Santa Barbara at Figueroa and Anacapa Streets and Montecito's Upper Village, and Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm in Santa Barbara, providing its clients with the personal care and attention of a small independent firm coupled with the vast resources of a major financial institution. Happy Monday, Neil. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I mentioned to you before the show that on uh, Saturday I was listening, listening, watching a Netflix show on the history of the New York accent. So uh, it, t- it talked about things that New Yorkers tend to do. And I wonder if I was uh, able to use that show's experience to speak uh, without a New York accent during this intro. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless that you're even asking it. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, not much progress has been made. Ah, uh, well, you know, it's only Netflix. <laughs> So do we have a guest today? We do. We have Cody Barbo, who's joining us from San Diego. Um, Thank you so much for being with us, Cody. He's an entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Trust and Will. Cody, are you here? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, Cody, what we do every show, we begin with uh, a discussion of uh, articles in the news that affect uh, financial and investment uh, issues. And the first article that we have today is uh, from MarketWatch, and it uh, is about uh, what you should avoid uh, when you are setting up a retirement plan. And what uh, they entitled the article is 12 Deadly Sins When Saving for Retirement. So I'd like to go through some of these sins. And the first one was pride, uh, and that is defined as thinking you can beat the market by picking individual stocks um, and uh, not accepting an average return. So pride is the first one. Greed is the second one, and that is having an aggressive asset allocation. Uh, Lust is the third one. I can't help but to think (laughs) of my Thursday evening with Brad Pitt and the movie Seven at at the International Film Festival, The Seven Deadly Sins. But go on with the article. I was wondering how you were going to work the fact that you saw Brad Pitt into this conversation, and you finally were able to by me using the word lust. Is that saying something? Uh, you know, there were, I'm going to go with the audience to see him was mm, 70% female. So is he good looking? He is, okay, yes. Good. Okay, so lust, and uh, lust in the financial uh in financial terms, is what they consider to be financial pornography, which is defined as thinking CNBC and Fox News is entertaining. Well, you know what's interesting about that is it's true. Many people confuse the news with one of these one of these um, business news cycles. Now, if you think about it, these these programs have to have 24-hour news going on. And so at some point, they're just talking to talk. And it it, it, it is, in fact, not 
news that you should ever act on in your portfolio? Well, I think what's really telling, and this is why I think of all of the 12 deadly sins, this is the one that's most right on, is they'll talk about halftime at 11.30 or 12 o'clock, whenever halftime is in New York. They'll talk about the final two minutes. They they make it into a game when, in fact, in, in, in our view, and certainly anyone I believe who's got an intelligent view of investing, is you're investing for the long term. So to break up the day in terms of the quarter, the half, and the final is is absurd. Yeah, they're they're using anything to make it salacious so that they can fill airtime. And the fourth deadly sin for investing is envy, uh, and um, uh, this is something that I actually um, can tell everyone. I have made that envy mistake. And I remember in 1998. And I was going to say the dot com is when. I, I did not invest. I knew that it was really uh, overpriced, the market, and it made no sense. And in 99, I stuck to my guns. And in 2000, I was sticking to my guns when I started talking to people down the street who were saying, I've made 100% of my money in the last three hours. I made the, And I finally invested in March of 2000. So I became envious, uh, and I understand how that is something that we're all sort of – the the lack of discipline caused by envy is is one of the real serious problems that many investors have. The fifth is gluttony, uh, failing to save, and that basically means that you're spending all of your money and not saving, and that's something that all of us at some point have experienced, and with compounding – even at low interest rates, the idea of spending every nickel you have is really a mistake. Six is impatience, and that is lacking the investment stamina um, to measure re- returns in, in, in five years, 10 years, rather than in five minutes. Uh, the seventh is sloth, S-L-O-T-H, and that is not contributing enough to your employer's 401k full match. Um, I would also think that the word sloth in this case could be used for just basically stupidity. Nothing is more attractive than getting Or moving slowly because there's nothing worse when you meet with people and they're actually leaving that employer match off the table because they just weren't paying attention enough to put in the 3% to get the 3%. Uh, The eighth is fear, and that is uh, being overly cautious and, you know, not investing in anything because you're just afraid that the market's going to be very uncertain. And with inflation uh, 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 at least at 1% or 2% annually, at, at some point that will catch up with you in a negative way. The ninth is imprudence, and that's failing to diversify. And what basically um, there is no sure way of being uh, intelligently invested, but certainly some form of diversification is prudent. So by putting all of your money in one basket is something that um, I think the word imprudence is is And it oftentimes happens to people not in such a blatantly obvious way, but they're working for a company. Say you're working for Google, you derive your income from Google and you have stock options. And then you look up five, 10 years later and the bulk of vast majority of your net worth now is invested in Google. Google is for sure a wonderful, great company, but you still shouldn't have all of your investment dollars in one company. Yeah, I would have used WeWork as an example, but Google makes the point. Well, uh, the problem is is that most of the time when you make the example and it's a WeWork or, or a company that fails, 
people who are working for the behemoths, the Googles, you know, the, the Microsofts back in the day, they can't see that it will ever come to an end. And maybe it doesn't, but the reality is, is there will be ups and downs and you want to make sure that you're properly diversified. Uh, the tenth uh, is negligence. And uh, the way they define negligence is mixing investing and insurance through variable annuities and equity indexed annuities, which um, is something that we've talked about many, many times. And uh, I, I don't think there's any question that uh, investing in annuities for many people is, is something that's really problematical. Uh, the 11th is hyperactivity, which is essentially uh, being uh, overly uh, active. Uh, and uh, there really isn't any uh, good information, good, good metrics to show that uh, excessive trading results in better performance. And the last is aimlessness, which is failing to plan for retirement and failing to put money aside for a rainy day which is essentially uh, a mistake that many, many people make. And the reality is 40% of Americans haven't saved enough money to pay for a $400 car repair if it was a surprise. Which yeah, is which, is a, which is a real problem going forward and an, an issue for the economic vitality of our country in general. So finally, a real, real quick article, and that is got to raise. It's time to bump up your savings. And this is interesting because... When you get a raise, uh, if somebody is disciplined enough to create a plan to save a certain amount of money, what this uh, article talks about is, unfortunately, when people get a raise, they tend not to bump up their savings rate. And one of the things I found when I was living in New York and when I was on Wall Street is that nobody seemed to be able to get uh, wealthy. They were able to make more money and they were able to go on more trips and they were able to get better apartments and they were able to get better furniture, but they tended to spend all of the increase in money. At the end of the day, they had no capital. So it's really important to, when you do get a raise, to consider not just increasing your lifestyle spending, but also to increase your savings rate. That's a great point. I often say when somebody gets a raise, they should think that they didn't get a raise. Instead, they're giving themselves a raise. It, into their 401k if they are not fully funding it. Because in order for you to get a 10% better lifestyle, it costs 50% more. So if you liken it to wine, you know, if you're usually drinking a $10 bottle of wine to get 50% better quality wine, you're now talking about a $20 or a 10% better bottle of wine, you're now talking about a $20 bottle of wine. And so you, you, that constant ramping up across all you know facets of your lifestyle by just 10%, costs you 50% more. So you're better served to take that raise and say, in your mind, I really don't have any more money and start, you know, squirreling that away for your retirement or for that home purchase or whatever those life goals are. Good point. And we'll be back with uh, Cody Barbo, our guest. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB. <laughs> For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite 
invite you to visit the kellymarshteam.com or call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face flick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Cornerstone Home Lending. Since 1988, a mortgage banker and direct lender that believes in providing in-depth loan consulting to its customers in a personalized and honest manner. And we can be reached, 805-564-1290. Or you could email us at moneytalk1290 at gmail.com. If you're just joining us, we have with us on the line Cody Barbo, who is an entrepreneur and two-time founder from San Diego, California. And Cody currently serves as the founder and CEO of Trust and Will, a modern estate planning software company. Um, It's a startup company. So, Cody, tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, well, I appreciate the leading with the 12 deadly sins because the photo on that market watch is a Grim Reaper. So fitting conversation for uh, our estate planning conversation. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, uh, quick background. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. I uh, grew up in Orange County, made my way to San Diego 12 years ago where I went to school at San Diego State. Go Aztecs, basketball's been killing it. And I've been an entrepreneur now for almost a decade. Uh, it's my third startup, my second venture-backed company, and how does a non-attorney get into estate planning? Uh, besides being an entrepreneur, I got married. And before my wife and I kind of tied the knot, we talked about joint finances, life insurance, and do each other have a will? And we did not. And not knowing where to start as a financially young individual uh, really started to spark the question of, well, if I don't know what to do or where to start, I wonder if other smart young people in my network are kind of thinking of this as well. And I just was very fortunate that my two co-founders, Daniel and Brian, uh, similar life stage, it's called Elder Millennials, the 30-plus crowd, are also married. That's a new with, one, uh, Elder Millennial. And it was a very fitting time to start thinking about estate planning. Good. So um, so you started thinking about it. You got the idea. You've just recently have um, closed your Series A funding round. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we've raised now eight, $8 million to date. And primarily, who have you raised that money from? Uh, majority is venture capital. Uh, we do have some angel investors. In fact, we have uh, a local Santa Barbara angel investor, part of the Santa Barbara angel line. So local shout out. 
Oh, nice. Yep. We've actually had the uh, Santa Barbara Angel Ventures uh, on the show, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Amazing. So that that's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about the company. What does it do? Yeah. So trust them all. We make estate planning easy. The I guess the best way to think of us is the TurboTax for estate planning. So trust and estates is a $180 billion annual industry, and only half the population has these documents. Oftentimes, people start to think about an estate plan when they start a family, when they buy their home. This is often the largest asset they'll ever own. And it was kind of concerning to us that most of those people haven't touched their estate plan 5, 10, 15 years. It's in a box in the garage or in the attic. And for the half the population that doesn't have an estate plan, why is that the case? And we found that education is probably the biggest barrier. Second to that would be procrastination. So by building an easy and intuitive online solution, we've basically modernized the estate planning experience for all families that have either wanted to do this for the first time or haven't updated their documents in many years. And we're really proud that over 65,000 people have trusted us in the last year and a half to start this process, which we are live nationwide with our three products. Uh, you know, I'm, this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but uh, if you remember the commercial for, I think it was uh, at one of the online brokerage firms, it had this guy sitting at his kitchen table with a knife in his hand, and he was talking to the doctor, and the doctor said, okay, right below your rib, you know, put the uh, knife in, and the guy said, you're the doctor, shouldn't you be operating? He said, no, 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 you can, we'll, we'll work on this. You can do it yourself. So the, the question here is obvious, is um, the trust in estates actually can be very complicated. Uh, Absolutely. How do you ensure that somebody is not going to be putting the knife in their stomach uh, that is not qualified? Yeah, it's a great question. So most of the time, you, you got to, let's take a step back. So if you go to an attorney, they're often using a software called Wealth Counsel. And you have to remember the documents in this industry are very state specific. They are fairly black and white, considering that most families' largest asset will be the home that they live in. They might have to anywhere from a couple hundred thousand, maybe up to a couple million in total assets. And really, most people are coming to set up an estate plan to choose who should look after their kids, who's going to get their stuff. And it's more important to have something rather than nothing. So I just wanted to kind of frame it from this context to start. But you are right. The level of expertise and customization that comes with an attorney experience is something that we were very thoughtful of very early on. And for anybody that is an existing trust in the state's attorney, financial advisor, CPA, or has gone through the estate planning process, I encourage them always to go through our platform and to create a basic carbon copy of their existing estate plan and to look at the final documents and to see if it matches up with what their expectations are. We've been very fortunate that we hired a 10-year trust in the state's attorney to join us at the very beginning of our company's journey. And we can accommodate for about 85% of households currently with the level of customization that our software provides. You're going through and filling out your assets, your basic info, who should look after your kids, power of attorney, healthcare directives, what your final wishes are around burial or cremation. And the thing about an estate plan is it's not permanent. You can always come back and change it. So this is why I lean back to the education piece. If you've ever had any hesitation throughout the entire experience of Trust Mall, or even if you've paid, you've received your final documents, you can always come back in, log in, and make the necessary changes to make you feel more comfortable. But more importantly, as life changes, you get married, you have kids, you buy another home, you move states, you have a spouse that dies, you divorce a spouse, you have all these triggering events that should justify an update to the estate plan. And we like the fact that we make it easy and affordable to come back and make the changes. So. 
kind of a, a little bit of a longer-winded answer to your question, but that's that's how I would start it off. Are you live yet? Can people actually get online and buy the product? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mentioned we've had over 65,000 people sign up with one of our three products that we have. Okay, so here's my question. Uh, do you have any issues with privacy? That is, you obviously have the capability of seeing what the information is. Are Do you provide any assurances to your customers that you're not going to use it for anything else? Yeah, we don't sell our data. I, I hold our team, I hold myself to the same accountability that I would want for our members, meaning that we don't collect any personal identifiable information. We're not collecting social security numbers. We don't need to collect bank account numbers or passwords. It's really most important to us that our members get a complete estate plan and they're confident throughout the experience. We do work with partners in financial services and in life insurance, but all of those partnership referrals are always opt-in, and we are very clear with our members that, hey, if you're going to click on this, it's going to send you to a life insurance company because you've requested more information. Or if you've requested information about financial advisor wealth management, we can make sure that you're going to get put in good hands. And that's part of your revenue stream? Do you get a, a, a referral fee? Yeah, we, we work with partners in, in a couple capacities. So in the there's the in-product partnerships where we uh, wrap in uh, information about life insurance and financial services partners, but then we can also wrap in our product as a benefit. So one of our favorite partnerships is Haven Life Insurance, which is a new brand under Mass Mutual. They're selling young families term life policies up to a couple million. Every policyholder with Haven Life gets a free will from Trust and Will, and then they're paying us a, a wholesale rate effectively on the back end. So really, really proud of that partnership for where we're at. So tell us about your three products. Yeah, so we have the first is a product called Guardian. Guardian is really for the first-time parent. It's $50. It comes with a small email subscription. It's really designed for the millennial parents, the first-time parent who maybe doesn't own a home, uh, especially if they're like me. They're in California, and a starter home is almost a million bucks now, it feels like. But they want the peace of mind that their kids are taken care of. The second is our will package, which is a last will and testament, power of attorney, as well as the health care directives. Really is the one size fits all. I think most consumers know what a will is either through family or pop culture, but that product, uh, $129 with a small annual subscription for ongoing updates. And then we have our trust package. It's a revocable living trust. It's $500 for couples with a small annual subscription. You can go through the entire experience with Trustable for free. You don't have to pay until the end. We have live chat support to speak with some of the specialists on our team. You can schedule a phone call with our concierge team. We want people to feel 100% confident in the entire trustable experience before they uh, make the payment. And the only thing that the paywall is preventing is the shipment of the final documents. And those final documents come with the state-specific instructions on how to make these legally valid, which is the signature notary and witnesses piece. You're listening to Money Talk on the Santa Barbara News Press radio station, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. Hospice of Santa Barbara is there to help when we're adjusting to living with a life-threatening illness, facing death, anticipating the death of a loved one, or healing our grief after a death. 
Hospice of Santa Barbara can provide the emotional, social, and spiritual care needed in a supportive, compassionate environment. Hospice of Santa Barbara provides professional counseling for individuals and has many support groups and programs for adults, teens, and children. Services are free, made possible by our community's generosity and by all of the highly trained, wonderful volunteers that give her their time to help those in need. If you would like to make a donation, become a volunteer, or support the important work of Hospice of Santa Barbara, or find out more about hospice services for you or someone you love, please call 563-8820, 563-8820, or visit our website at www.hospiceofsantabarbara.org. Hey, watch where you park. Please, never drive your vehicle onto dry grass or brush. Hot exhaust pipes, catalytic converters, and mufflers can start fires that you won't even see until it's too late. Properly maintain your vehicle. Worn-out brake pads may not be able to stop you and can cause metal-on-metal metal sparks to fly. Keep a cell phone nearby and call 911 immediately in case of fire. Remember, one less spark is one less wildfire. The California Statewide Fire Prevention Program is grateful for your cooperation. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. And if you would like to have a question for either Neil or myself or our guest, Cody Barbo, who's the founder of CEO and CEO of Trust and Will, please give us a call at 805-564-564. One two nine zero. So, Cody, we were talking about um, your services before the break that um, yep. Trust and Will has, and you said that the the trust piece has a subscription service. Now, what do you get with that subscription service? Yeah. So, most importantly, is the ability to have all of your information stored online. So, if you ever needed to come back and make the updates, you're not having to start an entire estate plan over from scratch. So, a simple update or more common updates would be: you have another kid, you bought new property, you moved states. Try and make it fairly simple to do so. Most attorneys would charge $1,000 or more for a simple amendment to the trust. So we wrap in that subscription, which kicks in after the first year. And it gives you the ability to not only make the updates, but get a complimentary reship of your package folders, which we've put together a beautiful, beautiful organized folder set of your healthcare directives, or of a will, et cetera, depending on which package you choose. And really, it's just helping people understand the need that you're not making permanent decisions. You can come back and change the estate plan, and it shouldn't be difficult to do so. Now, in your conversations, I've got to imagine that you've had with attorneys over the course of your, you starting up this, this company. What has been their reaction? Have they looked at it as uh, competitive, or do they look at it as kind of the pre-their market? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um, it kind of like, it's like 50-50. I think it's, a, it's totally fair for a trust and state attorney to knock just not give us the benefit of the doubt and knock our system. They say, oh, it's another legal Zoom. I've seen this, tried before, it's never going to work, yada, yada. And my, my kickback to them is always, well, hey, like, have you gone through our product? Have you gone and looked at the final documents? Because if there's anything wrong, I'll pay you to fix the documents. But I'm beyond confident in the software that we've built and the documents that we have. We have a 10-year trust in the state's attorney on staff who's absolutely incredible and all of our documents have really been invested in with millions of dollars behind them. So that's the first answer to the question. The second piece, too, is we do have a lot of attorneys that say, hey, you know what? You're not even targeting the clients that I want. I want clients with 5, 10, 15, 25 million in assets for the everyday family 
or for the children of the clients that they're serving, Trust and Will is a fantastic solution. And we've had some folks that have even recommended us in that capacity. So now just to play devil's advocate, you, you keep mentioning that you have a 10-year experienced uh, trust and estates yeah. lawyer, but there are 50 states. And uh, when I moved to California, I made sure I got a California attorney because things are really different here. Is it possible oh, yeah. to be an expert on 50 states? Well, Patrick, we have uh, – so Patrick's our in-house counsel, and he's barred both in California and North Carolina. He spent – we spent the first year just getting our will product nationwide. So we went state by state getting the last will and testament it rolled out nationwide. And then in 2019, we started with the trust just in two states, just in California and Texas, and then eventually have ramped that up to all 50 states. So we've invested a lot of time, not just the money, into making sure that these documents are state-specific. There's enough existing uh, materials that Patrick has researched that I'm happy to introduce you to him if you want to have a deeper geek out on estate planning to make sure that our documents are legitimate and appropriate for everyday consumer in, in all 50 states. So what type of reg- regulations did you have to go through to become, you know, proficient or I should say legitimate in all 50 states as there are s- some different legal um, issues surrounding wills and trusts? Great question. Yeah, so I'll preface it by saying Trustable is not a law firm. So we are a legal document preparation company. The same would go for a legal Zoom, a rocket lawyer. You look at anybody that's doing online legal, almost across the board, none of them are structured as law firms, but it does not prevent them from hiring best-in-class attorneys or working with attorneys in a contracted perspective. So I'll, I'll kind of give you a preview of where we're headed as a company. So you may have seen TurboTax rolled out TurboTax Live these last few years. This is actually the first year that they're rolling out QuickBooks Live. It's a premium upsell and offering that introduces you to a live accountant in the uh, TurboTax or the QuickBooks experience. And we've had some mighty, mighty affluent people come through our funnel. And to kind of combat the naysayers and to help kind of people overcome the balance or the hump of using a self-service tool, we are slowly exploring the route of, well, how could we integrate a best-in-class attorney experience into Trustable's online offering that doesn't make it feel like you're leaving our ecosystem to go to an attorney. It actually brings the attorney into that Trust and Will brand experience where we can charge a premium price point but still come in more affordable than the two or 3000 that an attorney would charge you and give you that peace of mind that you have a real person that can give you that proper guidance and tax guidance as you go through this process versus just a self-service tool. Well, you know, I, I have to say that um, it's not just online products that could be problematical. Uh, 25 years ago, I was in New York with a high-priced lawyer, and we were signing a new will, and my wife insisted upon reading it, and I was very agitated. I said, why bother reading it? Our lawyers did it. Just let's go, let's go. (laughs) And she said, no, I want to read it. And then she said, in the middle of reading it, she said, who's John Smith? And the lawyer said, I don't know. And she said, well, we're leaving a lot of money to him. They had not re uh, erased the last form, and it was the another will. Yeah. Uh, so, even when you use uh, high-priced lawyers, you're subject to some errors. Well, they're still using proper, right? I mean, that's that's the reality. Most attorneys use wealth counsel as kind of the de facto standard. So, what I love about our platform and really only focused on the estate planning vertical is that. As we continue to invest in our technology and our security, we're also going to be investing in our identity verification. So we have been pushing uh, a change in the regulatory landscape to allow for digital signatures, digital notary, digital storage of documents. Last January, we completed the first electronic will in U.S. history in the state of Nevada 
where you then get kicked into a FaceTime. We use a partner called Notarize. We essentially do a FaceTime call with a notary in the state of Nevada. You have to show a valid form of government ID, and because it's on video, it's doing a deep facial recognition scan of you. It's doing a facial recognition scan of your ID card. And then on the back end, it's running through an API of identity verification to prove that you are actually who the ID card says it is. And on top of that, you're not just doing the signature and notary piece, but that session is recorded as a video and stored in the cloud. So instead of you going to the bank or the UPS store or having a mobile notary come to your house, you have a very conclusive and secure form of notarizing or validating these document sets, both on the creation and on the updates. And that's effectively what we're going to try and push over the next several years until all 50 states allow for this experience so that we can continue to make sure that the person who's creating this plan is who they say they are, the people named in the documents are who they say they are, and that no elder, elder abuse or fraud were to take place, especially as we get closer to someone's deathbed. I have to sense? say that, yes, it does, but it's still yeah. a little creepy at the same time. <laughs> Deep facial <laughs> recognition. Big Brother is watching. Always. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. My, my son came uh, for Christmas, and he lives on the East Coast, and he was in San Diego, actually, going to Legoland uh, for a couple of days, and he got sick, so he used one of the computerized doctor visits. And yep. I'm thinking of that experience. I'm thinking of your product. I wonder if we could have enough products that we never have to leave our home. So well, that's what we're headed to. I, mean, I, I, I never, and, I, and, and I'm on, I'm on to top of I'm on top of that. I never leave my home. I was like, well, you'll <laughs> never get the coronavirus then, will you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Good. Looking at the looking at the at the great side of things. So, Cody, when you do you think that this whole process can the estate planning process can be idolized in that or idealized in the digital world where you will not have to have to actually have face-to-face conversations? I think that the entire process will be digitized. I don't think it's good for there to always be a lack of humans involved in the experience. We are effectively building towards an experience where, to, you know, for the everyday family, you can create, manage, and distribute your state online. That's the direction we're headed in. But you should absolutely, depending on your situation, have an attorney, have a CPA, have a financial advisor, and an insurance broker, or a digital equivalent of those involved in this experience. And, you know, TurboTax is, I'll keep going to it because it's a new example for people to understand. 40 million people a year use TurboTax to file their taxes online. We don't have to. They could go to H&R Block. They could do it themselves. They could go work with the CPA. But people choose ease of use and accessibility and price for a reason when it comes to TurboTax. And there's no reason why we can't do that for estate planning. And that's the beauty of building a really wide top of funnel, a great consumer brand, an easy-to-use product at a price point that every family can afford that over the next five to 10 years will allow us to start to serve that more affluent base of people that start to hit millions or tens of millions in net worth, maybe not ever the, the ultra high net worth, but I think there's something about that five to 10% of high income earners that can use our product, but still have real people involved in the experience. And that's where we're headed. And why do you think this um, type of service has failed to get off the ground previously? Yeah, timing is everything, uh, and niche niche specialization is key. So technology really is in a position now to allow for this industry to finally wake up to innovation. So the digital signature, notary, and witnesses piece is probably what's been missing for the last 15, 20 years since LegalZoom came online, is that you now can, in some states, not all, but in the next couple of years, it'll, it'll come to fruition, like Nevada, do a digital signature, do a digital notary stamp, and have the digital witness signatures all in a 
very secure experience that it's real. It's the person who's creating the state plan is the one who's being validated by the backend technology. That'll continue to happen. And the second thing is just focusing on one thing really, really well. LegalZoom, despite their credit of being a very successful company, does a little bit of everything, right, when it comes to legal services online. And their target customer has always been small business owners, not families. So I like the fact that we're really kind of entering our own, as a team, we're entering these life stages ourselves, marriage, kids, buying homes. So we can look at our development through that lens. But the regulatory piece is finally catching up to innovation to allow for this to happen end-to-end digitally without having to leave the comfort of your own home. So timing, uh, one, and, and really thinking through the brand or consumer experience because we're living and breathing it ourselves. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB, and we'll be right back. It's a fact. Successful wealth management is built on strategies that focus on the big picture, take a long-term view, and establish deep and valued relationships. Hello, I'm Diane Duva, founding partner at Arlington Financial Advisors, Santa Barbara's trusted family guide, empowering you to make more informed and confident decisions. At Arlington Financial Advisors, we bring order and balance to your financial life by monitoring and managing risk so you can focus on your work, family, and enjoying the moment. We are a fully independent firm offering strategic financial planning, estate and tax planning, and private money management. Our plans and portfolios are handcrafted using a rigorous and disciplined approach, supported by a consistent yet highly personalized client experience. Our clients look to Arlington Financial Advisors as a home away from home, a comfortable place to protect what they've accomplished while they prepare for what comes next. Please visit ArlingtonFinancialAdvisors.com or call me, Diane Duva, at 805-699-7300. Coming up March the 20th through the 22nd in Los Olivos, it's the third annual Nature Track Film Festival. This three-day festival will excite, energize, and deepen your connection to the outdoors through the power of film. Here's co-director Holly Klein. Well, the Nature Track Film Festival debuted in 2018 in Los Olivos. Our whole premise is that we want to excite people to get out. And that comes from the Nature Track Foundation, which is starting at a young age with children, getting them excited about being out, learning about nature. It's an international thing. This year we have films from 21 countries. We've got over 65 films, long and short, that we're doing. So you can go to our website, which is Nature Track Film Festival. Festival.org, NatureTrackFilmFestival.org. To get your tickets or to volunteer for the Nature Track Film Festival, go to NatureTrackFilmFestival.org or call 805 886 2047. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by American Riviera Bank, making your life easier with cutting-edge technology, mobile deposits, free use of every ATM machine in the country, and a level of service other banks can only dream about. So, Cody, how do you how do you market yourself? How do you get clients? Can I hear? Oh, I'm sorry. Ask that question. Again. So, Cody, how do you market yourself? How do how do you get clients? Yeah, so Trustmole is a little bit of everywhere. We are on Google, Facebook, Instagram. We do direct mailers, uh, radio interviews like this, podcasts. And we work with some fantastic channel partners in the financial services and insurance space. So our most important thing is to make sure that we're getting people aware that you don't have to be wealthy, you don't have to be old to set up an estate plan. If you're a parent, if you're a homeowner, 
it should be easy and affordable to do so. And I love the fact that we've really invested in our brand, Trust and Will. It's called trustandwill.com if you want to check it out. It's easy to get to. And I think that's what's given us this kind of early success over the last year and a half to get people to our website and to start this estate planning process. And, and you said before that you'll recommend an insurance company or a financial planner. Do you also get referrals the other way? Oh, yeah. So that's actually what I was most excited to talk to you guys about today. So since we started the company, uh, we've had a lot of inbound from financial advisors. And last year in particular, it got to the point where uh, so many financial advisors were reaching out for access to materials to educate their clients. So we actually built a, a, a kind of pilot program for advisors to check out Trust and Will and to onboard their clients. It not only allows them to educate their clients on the importance of an estate plan, but the advisor dashboard allows the advisor to see if their client has started this process. So we're going to be investing very heavily in 2020 into our advisor product. We'll be announcing it more formally with more features later this year. But it's been a very rewarding feature of the kind of early success we've had. So what are, what, what are the most common mistakes you see people making when they're setting up their wills and trusts? They don't do it. If I'm being completely honest, they don't do it. If you have had any family member who's dealt with probate, which a will still has to be probated, and you're in a state like California, not only can it take up to a year or longer to get to probate, but you're letting the government take their cut. You're letting family members or potentially outside family members who may have served as a caregiver come out of the woodworks and say what they're rightfully entitled to. And I've seen too many families, my own families had to go through this, deal with the nightmare that is probate for when all they needed to do was take the right steps, which is to have an estate plan, first and foremost, or to have an updated estate plan and to have the conversation with their family at an appropriate cadence. Uh, so that would say biggest mistake is not having one. The second biggest mistake is not talking about it with your family, especially if you have a good relationship with them. What, what about special, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna use an example, and I'm not trying to be funny, uh, but yeah. what, uh, are, how does your website work with very strange requests? So let's assume, like Leona Helmsley in New York did, she gave a million dollars to her dog to make sure that the dog would be perpetually cared for. Uh, do you have ways to insert kind of strange and very specific things? Not yet. No, that's, uh, you're, you're kind of looking at it through the right lens, though. So as I highlighted a little bit earlier on the show, we are in the early stages of rolling out our attorney experience, and the attorney experience will lead to that more advanced customization I think that the more common requests that we've gone, ha, you know, have had in the last year would be uh, special needs trusts for people with adult special needs children, generational skipping trusts, irrevocable life insurance trusts, and testamentary trusts. So when we think of what are the next six to ten types of estate planning documents we'd introduce, it would be mostly based on the inbound demand or requests that we get. Um, but that maybe that answers your question a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's transition yeah. for a moment because you know you've launched several companies in your yep. young life, what advice would you give people who are hoping to start their own businesses? Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing is you have to have, a, uh, you know, you can't have that fear of failure as you go down this path. One of the things that uh, it took me three, now, three startups to learn is you have to have this relentless optimism and energy about what you do and not let any naysayers get in the way of what you think you can achieve. I think back even, you know, just, just a little over two and a half years ago when we first started talking about this, and so many people are like, oh, you're never going to get people to do this. You're never going to get young people to do this. 70% of our members are 30 to 50 years old with minor children, own a home, and have hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in assets. 
And the fact that we've been able to prove those people wrong, you know, I don't want to say it feels good, but it's more just for us. Like we wanted to prove to ourselves that we could do it more than prove it to someone else. So if you have that idea that you've been sitting on, whether it's your closest friends or sometimes your hardest critics that have been holding you back from pursuing it, if you do the right research and really see the opportunity to go for it, get the right investors, get the right co-founders and get the right team in place to make it happen. Because that fear of failure, let it build up, and it's, it's what kills you at the end of the day. You'll find yourself 30, 40 years past college age, still haven't done any startups. You've been sitting on 10 ideas, and you're kicking yourself because you had two or three friends that actually took that leap of faith and made it happen. So don't, don't wait. Just do it. And when you're, when you're working on these startups, you know, um, how do you go about finding talent for employees that you bring on, on board for these ventures? You know, given that you're in yeah. coastal California, it's cost of living is very high. Startup salaries yeah. are very low. Uh, equity, equity matters. Give, give your early team equity. Don't, don't skimp on it. You set aside an option pool for a reason, and you want to incentivize people with a proper vesting schedule so they earn that equity over time. But I would say, you know, when you're thinking of the team that you want to recruit, a mistake a lot of first-time entrepreneurs will make is that they go recruit people with really big fancy titles at really big public companies or very high highly valued private startups. And if you have someone who's already a C-level and they're five or ten years in with that C-level experience, they're not really that incentivized. They've either made their money or they're just helping you out and you've given them some advisory shares. But if you can get somebody who's just as hungry as you are, it is willing to work on your project for a little bit in the first year or two while they might still be working a full-time job. Incentivize them with equity first with a proper vesting schedule. And then two, give them the ability to grow into a role that is lined with their own career path across product, across marketing, sales, customer success. I found that by hiring people, they're a little bit younger, but that much more hungry for success is really the key to success in getting your business off the ground in a very quick manner. Let me throw that right back at you. Uh, what makes you hungry? You've just had two successful startups, and you're willing to go back into the pits again. <laughs> uh, I think entrepreneurship or startups can be a little bit addicting. It's this uh, kind of idea that starts to build up, and then when you see other players in the space that aren't operating at the caliber that you think you can operate at, you kind of become obsessed with it. And I didn't ever think that obsession and estate planning would be uh, a grouping of words I would ever use in my lifetime. But it really, it comes down to my network. I mean, I have so many amazing people in my network, young and old, that don't know anything about estate planning. And if we can build an incredible company that helps them, not just helps millions of people around the country, start this process, even if it is just with a simple set of documents, I think that I could look back in five or 10 years and be very proud that this is the decision that I made at this point in my life. So I think I'll always be that way. I'll forever be an entrepreneur. And I hope that Trust Mills wild success along with a couple other ventures in my lifetime. Well, li well listening to your tone, uh, I can't believe someone could be so excited about trusts and wills. And I'm getting <laughs> excited about it myself. You're listening to Money Talk on AM 1290 KZSB. And we'll be right back with our final segment. Hi, I'm Jeff Devine from American Riviera Bank. 
All of our customers were once just like you, stuck with a bank that kept charging more for less. But when they finally made the decision to change banks, American Riviera Bank made the move easy with mobile deposit, online banking, free use of every ATM in the country, and a level of customer service that other banks dream of. Come in and make the move today in our downtown Santa Barbara or Montecito Upper Village branches. American Riviera Bank, smart banking for smart people. For prospective homebuyers, one of the most important steps of the loan process is getting clear and honest information from someone who will speak plainly and truthfully about loan programs and options. I'm Kelly Marsh, Vice President, California, of Cornerstone Home Lending, where our highly skilled and experienced team takes great pride in helping clients obtain home financing with honest, knowledgeable, fast, friendly, and efficient service. As a Santa Barbara native who has spent the past 20 years in the mortgage industry and has closed over 4,000 loans, I'd appreciate the opportunity to earn your business and invite you to visit the KellyMarshTeam.com or call Call my office at 805-563-1100 to learn more about how Cornerstone Home Lending can help you determine the best way to manage mortgage debt to achieve a more stable financial future. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. California Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 41DB072220. California Financial Lending Law license number 60DB072528. Loan originator NMLS number 245822. Not a commitment to loan. Equal housing opportunity. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of Hurricane Harvey, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit HurricaneHarveyAid.org. That's HurricaneHarveyAid.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back to Money Talk, brought to you by Arlington Financial Advisors, a leading wealth management firm founded on providing thoughtful, objective, and comprehensive financial guidance for families and entities who are seeking long-term financial confidence. So, Cody, we were talking at the break about your funding, and if you could walk us through how you went through getting your venture capitals and capitalists and angels to invest in your company and your two previous um, endeavors, what does that look like, and, and, and what would you recommend to those people listening that are embarking upon that journey? Yeah, uh, great, great question. So I'll kind of answer it in a couple parts. The first is that you don't need to raise any outside capital in order to start a business. There's so many success stories of founders that never raised a single outside dollar. And while it makes it that much harder to get the business off the ground, you control your own destiny. You're not giving up pieces of your equity. You're not giving up board control. And I, I think that it's, uh, it's absolutely something to think about depending on the type of business that you're looking to build. In the case of, of my last two startups, and, and definitely in the case of Trust and Will, since we have uh, raised angel investment, we've raised venture capital, and we've done, uh, we've raised about eight million in two years, which is very quick to do that. You know, it really from the beginning was an idea that we wanted to pursue quick. We felt the timing was right, the market conditions were ideal, and when we started pitching angel investors in our network, that kind of first round of capital, we had a lot of validation that this was either something that they had experienced a pain point with, or a lot, to your surprise, a lot of high net worth individuals still don't have an estate plan. So it's as much an investment in the company as it was an investment to get them their actual documents. So we raised a half million pre-seed, which also included us going through Techstars, which is a world-class tech accelerator. It's like a three-month MBA for your startup. 
which was an unbelievable experience for us as a company. And then in the fall of 2018, we raised a $1.5 million seed round. And the seed round was mostly institutional investors. We had Steve Case, the co-founder of AOL. He has a venture capital fund called Revolution, specifically their Rise of the Rest seed fund. They were one of our bigger investors. We had a Bay Area venture capital firm, a couple in the Los Angeles area. And uh, there was even a few angels that participated in that round, including that local angel investor from the Santa Barbara Angel Line. And then our Series A was mostly institutional. We raised a $6 million Series A in December of 2019, so just about a month ago, uh, and mostly institutional investors with some follow-on from angel investors. And it's really, really tough. Fundraising is the single hardest thing an entrepreneur will do. It doesn't matter what your business is, what industry you're in. And I think the smartest thing is knowing going into that fundraising process, you need to be 100% prepared in order to go pitch these investors. Is it the right firm? the right partner at that firm? Is it the right stage that you're pitching them at? Are you pitching them an early stage firm, but you're a later stage company? Are you trying to raise 20 million, but you're pitching a seed stage firm? So being in in the venture and startup space now for almost a decade, you kind of get a feel for how to prepare for all of this, but uh, very, very tactical on the approach leading up to the fundraising process. And then you have to be relentless when you're going through it in order to get to a close, which is very difficult to do. So how much would you say that the Techstars um, program helped you with that? Uh, tremendously. I mean, we raised venture. We raised $2.5 million at my last company, and I'm very proud that we were able to do that because I was quite young at the time, as long as, along with my co-founders. But I think what it did is it gave us – it sharpened our skill set to run a much more tactical process. So one of the mistakes that I've made that might resonate with a lot of entrepreneurs that are even listeners on the network is – you run this really loose fundraising process. You're trying to run fundraise through business. You're asking your network for introductions, but you're connecting with people on this really loose timeline. You might start a conversation with one investor in September, and you start another conversation with another in mid-October, and now you have two investors on a very different timeline, and you're trying to close as quickly as possible. So one of the pro tips that I would encourage your listeners to do if they're going to explore raising money is you want to get as many meetings and calls lined up on the same two- to three-week time frame as possible. Because what you're doing is you're creating a forcing function. You're effectively running a sales funnel that if you start pitching people like we did in the beginning of September, which we went out and pitched 40 venture capital firms from New York to Boston to L.A. to the Bay Area. Okay, Cody, I, get, thank, oh. Cody I'm really sorry. We're, we're running out of time, and we're going to go right to the news. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you all for listening to Money Talk, and we'll see you next week. 